Hello, and welcome to the first 2024 episode of Caves and Junk. I am your host, John Lucero. Joining me as always is my co-host, Michael Hughes. Michael, say hello to the people. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year, Michael. Even though... I guess I guess we could I guess it's actually the day we're recording this. It does make sense to say that um, uh, we're recording this on the 31st. So technically, we aren't even in 2024 yet when we're talking about this. But when you're hearing it uh, at 6 a.m. or whatever, yeah, on, <laughs> immediately on uh, the third, I think it's the third or fourth. Third, I think. Third, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be in well in the 2024. Uh, so this is our 15th episode, Michael, and what are we listen- listening to? What are we talking about today? <laughs> Talk about The Last Ronin, the Ninja Turtles one-off by IDW. Yes, uh, so this was a requested comic for a while from one of our listeners, uh, and one of our Discord members also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, and since we decided to dedicate at least, I think the first half of the year, I feel like is probably what it's going to be, uh, to non Marvel DC things. Uh, we figured this would be a good way to start off, uh, with yeah. this, uh, highly requested comic, uh, what a bed Roth on the, yes. uh, on the discord. Yes. Very good people. Uh, has been on, was, was on a multimedia failure episode with us. I believe the Ace Attorney episode. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, they do. I, I'm not sure if it's still ongoing, but they had an, a podcast where they did uh, movies based around um, uh, courtroom stuff. Nice. <laughs> and they, uh, yeah, because they had both have background in law. Um, so, Michael, before we can talk about this issue, though, we need to don our secret identities. Our um, Headbands, eye covers. What the hell do turtles wear? The turtles wear, I guess. They call them bandanas. Bandanas, bandanas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is it? I, um. <laughs> you can tell I'm not a I'm not a big turtles guy. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, but not. I don't hate the turtles. Get that out of the way. Also, I like I like the turtles well enough. But we talked about it at some point. I'm sure it was on an episode where yeah, you just th- grew up in that pocket where there wasn't a whole lot of new turtles stuff. Yeah, I did. I grew up in the mid to mid. My cartoon watching was late 90s to early 2000s was my like my formative cartoons, cartoon years. Yeah, uh, the third uh, Turtles movie was 1993. And then we had basically nothing until the 2003 series started up. Yeah, I was born 94. So, yeah. And then 90, in 03, I was. Yeah, I was probably um, at that point watching mostly anime on yeah. Toonami. But uh, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, but before we can get more into turtles, let's do our let's do our secret identities, Michael. Who are you today? I am <laughs> I am knife snake. Oh. The ability to turn into a snake and then just carry a knife around with me and I'm gonna cut you. So do you use like your tail to hold a knife or is it like sit next to you like you had hands but you don't actually have hands? Is oh it, no, like, it's gotta be the tail. It's the you gotta tail? Like, wrap around and swing yeah, it around. Like a whip situation. It's pretty good. I like yeah. that. Oh yeah. Do you have a mask on your little snake eyes or? Uh... Oh, for sure. Yeah, we gotta have yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. That sounds pretty <laughs> nice, snake. It sounds like a like a like a six year old like their their uh, superhero idea. I guess it could be a, a like a knife or a tail like Viper, the Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. That would. Be, that's that's good. All these just sound like Megman X villains. Nice snake. 
<laughs> what do you got? Well, you're nice snake, and I'm fist lizard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a bipedal lizard that punches things. So, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, none of those, none of those, the wimpy turtle weapon shit. You know, I'm all, all, all hands. You know, this is. I also wear a little bandana mask as well. And yeah. uh, we found another a... superhero generator that allows us to add little modifiers to it. So we put on reptile and a couple of combat ones yeah. to, uh, to make it more turtles appropriate. Yeah. So hopefully our things will be a little more, a little more themed each time. If we can make it that way. Um, fist lizard. <laughs> yeah. Fist lizard. Don't Google that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also probably, I think, I think he probably wears like a biker jacket too. I feel like that fit, that's fitting for fit. Like he's, his, I uh, think, his costume. I think Knife Snake, his big fangs in the front are also just small knives. Okay. <laughs> I'm picturing or, like kitchen. I'm picturing like kitchen knives too, with like the handle and everything as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right, Mike. Now that we uh, can fist and knife our way through, I can't. I can't say that sentence. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, last Ronin, Michael. That's what we read. Okay, uh, last Ronin. Before we get into the nitty gritty, um, was published October 2020 until April 2022. Um, I didn't realize it was there was that much uh, time in between each. each. Wow, it's like a year and a half for five issues. I, I had even I had even pre prepped this and didn't really register how much how much time there was in between. Um, written wow. by Ke- Kevin Eastman, uh, Tom Waltz, and Peter Laird. Although technically Peter Laird actually did not write this, but as one of the original original creators of Turtles, along with Kevin Eastman. Uh, he was credited because this idea was had been a part of the, their plans for a very since almost the beginning of Turtles, actually. Um, I believe it. Yeah. So um, the yeah the whole concept was originally uh, I was outlined in 1987 um, because when when they were doing Turtles initially uh, when in '84 I believe is when Turtles started. Um, yeah. The comics, which uh, people didn't know, yes, Turtles started out as a comic series. Before uh, it was the, before the show uh, mm-hmm. of actually a very violent comic series too, which is um, why this why Last Ronin is so fitting for what. Like yeah, this. like e- yeah. I could definitely tell really early on that either Eastman or Laird had something to do with it because it feels a lot like the old Mirage comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, someone who didn't. I haven't read those, but I have seen like st- like panels and stuff from them, and yeah, this definitely definitely feels like that the original like spirit of the turtle stuff before it became mm-hmm. more kid focused and. Um, you know, uh, merchandise selling machine. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, sorry, I had to take a second there. Uh, yeah, right. And also, uh, they had, when they explained why. So, we're gonna spoil this comic, obviously. Um, <laughs> in the first issue, you find out at the end that Michelangelo is the last Ronin, uh, which is the last who is the last surviving turtle, uh, which I actually knew before we read this. I, that has been yeah, me too. Me. Uh, I was actually worried that when we were going in, that that reveal was going to be way later in the comics. When I was, I was happy that they got that was actually gotten out of the way early in the very first issue uh, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I didn't want to like because part of me was like maybe I'm misremembering. Hope maybe I misremember and it's actually someone else, and I actually will be surprised by who it is. But uh, and they said that it was uh, they picked Mikey because he'd be the least the one the least obvious choice. Uh, obviously, Raph, Raph, Raphael is the most obvious choice by far for, for right. a character. Uh, and then Leo second. And then Donnie, uh, they didn't want to do a tech-focused character. So, uh, the, they wanted the Ronin to be like more physical, hand-to-hand combat 
kind of uh, character, so Donnie wouldn't have made sense because he would probably yeah. would have had gadgets and whatnot. But um, it it made sense to use Michelangelo too because it has the most like tonal whiplash of the character because mm-hmm. we all know him as the fun loving, happy go lucky one, and to see him like this, it uh, it hits a lot harder than it would have if it was just Raph being Raph. Yeah, because they said that uh, they also said like that Mikey was like, and they it's just highlighted in this in this series as well that Mikey was the he didn't buy into the clan war aspect as nearly as much as his brothers did. So like seeing him become what he is at by the end is uh, I'm assuming very jarring. I again I'm not I, I'm not deep into turtles. Uh, I I know and I know enough and have seen enough to grasp that, but it wasn't like. It's as affecting, I guess, as someone that maybe has been reading these comics since the eighties, or mm-hmm. or since they were a kid, uh, whenever they started reading them. Uh, there's also a follow up series that came out this year, a, a one shot, uh, Last Ronin, or sorry, 2023, sorry, 2023, um, <laughs> called Last Ronin: The Lost Years, uh, which covers his uh, period in between uh, the flashbacks and um, the series. So how he becomes the Last Ronin. Uh, yeah. And, and then looks like it touches on Casey Marie Jones and the uh, the next generation of turtles that she's raising too, which yes. we'll talk about her shortly. Yes, the uh, next generation of turtles: Odin, Moja, Moha, Moja, Uno, and Yi. The, the and then there is now a sequel series coming out this year, twenty twenty four, starting in February, uh, called Last Ronin Two: Reevolution, and it will follow the. Uh, uh, those four, as as well as their sensei, Casey Marie Jones, uh, in their adventures. So, uh, also, which this is actually I've known about this for a little bit. Uh, the Black Forest Games is making a Last Ronin video game, as well, uh, which is mm-hmm. not dated currently. Uh, so the last I looked up the developer because I wasn't familiar with them. <laughs> yeah, I did it too this morning. Yeah, and oh boy. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a, yeah. a wide track record here. You no, know, so so they did the destroy all humans. Um, looks like the remasters are the most recent things they did. Uh, oh. And those games are fine. I like those games well enough. They are what they are. Um, they also they've done a Titan Quest remaster. They did a they did the Bubsy Wooly Strike Back game. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're I don't know if they're the lead developer on that, but they're part of it. And then they did a bunch of Gianna Gianna sisters things, which you know not so so not a great track record. I will say that this series, knowing it was going to be a video game, I'm like, man, this series is, you can translate this to a video game so easily. Like they, I have yeah. I imme- immediately knew everything you, you could do for an open world action RPG kind of deal. Just like do Arkham Asylum. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all you Arkham, do. Yeah, you could do you could do Arkham City, and you could have you could have a few other um, uh, villain characters set in there to go after before you go after Hiroto. It's his name, right? Hiroto, uh, the uh, yeah, um, Shredder's grandson. Yeah, which is which is a, a cool concept. Like the uh, I, so yeah, so I guess we can get we can get into it now. Uh, that's yeah. that's pretty much all my backstory stuff. So yeah, five issues. Uh, the first issue being is pretty much a cold open with uh mikey uh doing a um one-man army assault on uh hiroto's compound his skyscraper in the middle of what is now what is new york (laughs) new york city as a prison state basically at this point yeah escape from new york yeah and uh it, it, it does not take much time to get into like him just uh cutting through several several uh 
uh, sets of guards, robots, the and the like. Uh, and it also is immediately. <laughs> so I'm not. I don't want to be. I don't want to be too mean because I did enjoy this overall. After a while, I kind of went back and forth, but by the end, I think I enjoyed it. But it it definitely feels like 16 year old fan fiction at times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <it's>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's because a lot a lot of the dialogue is super like super serious and gritty to the point of like it almost feels like parody. And I don't know if, how I've not read a lot of turtles. I actually don't know how self-aware Turtles is generally when they, like, Eastman's Turtles at least. Uh, maybe maybe that's kind of like they're going for that kind of feeling, but it was it was a bordering, it was definitely veering into, like, like action, 80s action movie parody at times. So maybe mm-hmm. that is fitting, because it's from the 80s originally, so maybe that is, like, kind of, that does make sense, I guess. I don't know, how do you feel, how do you feel about the tone overall, Michael? Uh, like, I'm gonna go ahead and say right now, I was not as into this as, as People had led me to believe how great it is. Kind of feel like it's a little overhyped. I also don't typically like darker stuff tonally. Yeah. So uh, it definitely wasn't for me. But uh, yeah, I I even had a hard. I told you this morning I was trying to read the last issue before we recorded, and like it's dark, it's early, and I was having trouble even seeing the panels because everything is so visually dark too. Yeah, and there are some flashback panels, which I think may be done in the original comic art style. I didn't look into it, but it's... I, feel, it's, it's, I think it's it, meant to mimic that. Yeah, and uh, those are hard to parse sometimes. Uh, and uh, which like, maybe that's kind of like a, you know, like a, it's a fuzzy flashback sort of deal. But when you're reading something, it kind of makes it a little a little challenging. I wasn't a huge fan of those most of the time just because of the way they were, just because of like the readability of it all, uh, including mm-hmm. the art. Uh, not just the dialogue, the art. Uh, but yeah, this is, is yeah super gritty. There's not a lot of um, humor in this, I would say. Not, uh, not a lot of levity for the most part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even in like some of the flashback sequences, not a lot of levity. Uh, so it's, it's like 40% action and 60% exposition. Yeah. And there's not, uh, not a whole lot in between. Yeah. And um from issues two through four, each one highlights the death of a different turtle, like uh, and how they how they died. Starting with Raph, and then Leo, and then uh, Donatello, and then, as well as Casey Jones and um, Master Splinter, yeah. uh, mixed in with uh, two of them. So, uh, yeah, the, but the, I did the the first issue. It comes at it comes at you fast and heavy with the action, and again, I'm not a big turtles person, so I'm not immediately like just like locked in on it i'm enjoying it somewhat but it's also like i said the tone's a little weird the part where he gets locked out of a building and then just hits the ground and tanks it basically basically is pretty cool i think objectively (laughs) that he just Mm -hmm. like he like craters into the ground anime style and then is able to get up because his his mutation apparently is to the point where he can just he has a mutant healing factor (laughs) so yeah he's like uh talk about how his mutation's been advancing over the years because this is a Sixteen years later, after the rest of them died, so something during that time is is changing within within him. Yeah, so he, he's been training the whole time. He's also humongous. He's he is jacked in this, which is a little a little weird at times. The the I've never like, the turtle part of Ninja Turtles has also has always been a little weird for me. I'm not. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. It has all mm-hmm. always been a. I don't know if off-putting is the right word, but it's always been a little a little hard for me to take seriously 
Um, and it's not usually it doesn't need me to take it seriously, but this one makes it a little hard sometimes to take it seriously. It's, it's, it's a he's a turtle with those soulless white eyes. <laughs> but um, uh, more, more, I mean, it's better than the like the street sharks, which is oh yeah, bipedal <laughs> sharks in pants. Yeah, this is um, this is much better than the street sharks. <laughs> uh, you heard it here, folks. Yeah, it's better than the last one. Better than the street sharks. And then this, okay, the second issue, um, we've when uh, we find out Michelangelo is the last Ronin at the end. He's also he has talking to the ghosts of his dead brothers that are in his head. Um, and, yeah, that that part's that part's interesting, uh, and also the way that he eventually like uh, moves past it. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. he, he he reaches acceptance, and that's when they that's when they go away. Finally, yeah, he's um, basically having trouble letting go of the family he sees himself as failing. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, and it's it's a, dark, it's a dark idea for him to spend sixteen years basically ha- haunted by you know the death of his entire family uh, and mm-hmm. blaming him. So the survivors' guilt, which is also a big part of this, because uh, April O'Neil is also in this uh, with two less two less normal limbs. She has robot limbs now after surviving an explosion that took the life of Casey and Leo. Uh, and she also suffers from extreme survivor's guilt uh, as well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of PTSD and survivor's guilt themes throughout this. Uh, so if that's, I guess, content warning for people, I guess, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like, if you're going into this, I feel like you have to know that it's going to, some, something along those lines is probably going to be in there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, all, and then she, he meets them and she meets, he meets April and he meets her daughter, Casey's also Casey's daughter who he never met, um, who died before she was born. Uh, Casey Mar- Casey Marie Jones, mm-hmm. uh, and she is uh, the she has been training herself. She also we find out in later issues has has mutant abilities because of the uh, being the uh, April and Casey being exposed to turtles for so long. They uh, mm-hmm. inherited some mutation in in their genes and passed it on to Casey. Marie. Yeah, it's better, better than what happened to Mary Jane from uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if yes. you know you know <laughs> oh my god we don't we're not gonna talk about that we're just gonna pretend it never happened <laughs> it's like the, like yeah. like we should mm-hmm. uh, I like Casey she's got a lot of Kate Bishop in her especially in her design really gave me Kate Bishop vibes yeah I like her too as far as like the the spunky the spunky teenage character uh it's like uh doesn't play by the rules sometimes she's a she's she's a good one of those um mm-hmm. and then like ending with her uh training the new turtles is an, inter- an interesting concept a nice flip on the um the the original idea of the turtles uh and so yeah so and then in that second issue we find out how Raphael dies fighting Hiroto's mother whose name I don't remember cry cry yeah, so I'm not again not a turtles guy. I don't I I don't know this like turtles lore very well. I know Shredder, and that's about it when it comes to villains. <laughs> uh, and I mean I know like Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang and yeah. the cartoon characters, but um. Uh, so is Cry like a common ish character? Yeah, she she okay. pops up pretty often. Yeah, with okay. varying degrees in the size of what role she plays in things, but mm-hmm. uh, she's usually around. So yeah, she gets put in a coma, but also and kills Raphael. She she kills Raphael and he puts her in a coma, basically. Uh, and although when he died, I was a little confused as to how he died specifically, because uh, he like he like he he drowns at the like he falls at the bottom of drowns in the bottom of like uh, the harbor. But I don't couldn't tell what she did to him that caused him to. I know because he stabbed her in the back. Yeah, it um, kind of had some Aquaman the trench panels of I just can't tell what's happening. Like I said yeah. earlier, they're kind of visually dark, and it's not always real clear what's going on. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, so that the, the second issue, we find out that Stockman, who's also a character I'm not super familiar with, uh, Baxter Stockman. Uh, you know him if he was a fly. Uh, oh, he's that guy. Okay, he's yeah. the fly guy. Okay. <laughs> and then Professor Honeycutt, who's Professor Honeycutt? So, Fugitoid is, is one of those minor characters that pops up, but pretty rarely. Like, he, he's on the edge of where my turtle's knowledge is. I'm definitely not a hardcore person. I guess I didn't talk about my, my oh, turtle's yeah, sorry. history. We didn't, we didn't That's all right. Yeah. Uh, like, I grew up with the cartoon and the movies and stuff, but I did not delve super hard into the comics or anything, so I know of these a lot of these characters, but I don't know a whole lot about them, so... Sure. Fugitoid is right on that line. Okay. So yeah, so there's like a like Stockman wants Fugitoid or does it kill Fugitoid? I don't remember exactly the the reasoning. The re, uh, and he sets an ambush. As uh, Hiroto and him set an ambush uh, by sending Donatello and Splinter go off to Japan to meet with him for a truce for a supposed truce, and then uh, their compound gets attacked while they're gone, and Leo and Casey Jones die in explosion. Mm. Same uh, explosion that leaves April buried. Yes, and uh, Mikey separated from everyone. Uh, so Mikey and April don't know the other one. The other is alive until they meet sixteen years later. Uh, it was I, I gotta say kind of a lame way for Leo to go out in uh, an explosion. I thought because they're about to do like a last stand sort of fight, and then they mm-hmm. then, then it blows up, and uh, which was a little hard to parse what was happening at first when it exploded. Um, the uh, the Mausers, I guess, were bombs, and then but I didn't I didn't initially get that until like I had to go back and read the previous panel to see what they that they were beeping and stuff and understand what was going on. Uh, and then the fo- the following issue, uh, we get Mikey training Casey Marie, uh, and also them prepping for an assault on or that maybe that was this issue, and then they assault Stockman's compound in the next issue. Um, we get. The background of Donnie and Splinter getting ambushed by Hiroto and uh, dying in combat, uh, and yeah, and Mikey goes and meet and gets to Japan too late, and uh, that's when he decides to go off on his own. And now we go back to flash forward to this assault, and how do they kill Stockman? And then cut his head uh, off. No. Oh, Fujitoid disintegrates him. Basically, like uh, yeah. vaporizes him. Yeah, uh, uh, the city's basically patrolled by these RoboCop machine people, and they're all run out of Stockman's island somehow. Even though he's not working with Hiroto. Yeah, it's it's a little fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, also, we we got some panels of Hiroto by himself talking to himself a lot, uh, which was there was one where he was like doing an mi- entire monologue and on the edge of a building and then falling off a building and say it was really weird, uh huh, really long. <laughs> it was it's probably my one of, might have been my least favorite segment in the whole miniseries is this him talking to himself about his motivations. I think if I remember right. Yeah. Just shows he's a little unhinged. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little crazy. <laughs> you know, he's, you want to know how I got these scars? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, in the last issue, uh, Mikey uh, does his 
final assault and uh, while the their compound is while their uh their base is flooding and casey marie and april save the day mikey is fighting hiroto one-on-one um and i think a really i think the last issue is my favorite issue of the whole thing i really enjoyed the last issue uh for the most part uh with the uh, mikey fighting treader 2099 yeah Shredder 2099 uh with his liquid metal suit <laughs> yeah uh, I, I could not take that suit seriously it just it, was, it looked like something out of 90s marvel it did it did it uh it was very silly but i did like the fight um i i really like last stands and stuff like i'm, I'm, I'm i do like 80s action things and i and as, as like it's like conceptually and i'm a fan of last stand fights and like the hero like uh being more wounded multiple times and still pulling through finding ways to pull through like he yeah i do i do think the fight was good the the Mm -hmm. it was the end the end was a bit anticlimactic i thought yeah Uh, hiroto kind of goes out like a bitch yeah like what he and he is kind of a bitch so that's kind of right they end up in the sewer and it flushes them out to to the bay and then hiroto gets the bright idea to electrocute mikey while they're standing in the water and like the suit being in the disrepair that it is, it just electrocutes him and he explodes. Yeah, uh, and Mikey crawls out, um, and he leaves. He, he leaves Casey. He dies, but he lived beforehand. He leaves Casey Marie his his, his journal. Oh, Shredder Master Shredder's journal, which he wrote his per, his last bit of training in on the back per his last personal letters journal. Yeah, yeah. No, Splinter's journal. I said Shredder. Splinter's journal. Sorry. Yes, yeah, Splinter's journal. Uh. And at the end, at the back of it, Mikey had written no pieces originally. I think it was, or was it Splinter that wrote that? Um, oh, I very, think it was Michelangelo. The very last piece, it said no piece, N-O piece. But then he changed it at one, beforehand. And it, now, and it was K-N-O-W piece, no piece. Mm-hmm. No fate, but what we make, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, and then uh, and Casey is raising new turtles uh, to uh, to train. So that's kind of... Uh, oh, we do get a, a, a nice, a nice scene of basically, basically Michelangelo in, he- in heaven, essentially, um, where mm-hmm. he's back with his brothers Casey and Master Splinter in New York City, um, and then when they're, and they're all younger, uh, they're because I mean they're all where what, what, the last time he saw them, that's how they they, they all looked like the last time he saw them. Um, right. So I thought I thought the ending was touching. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and maybe maybe even more effective if you've been again been reading these stories for a long time. Um, or at least even like maybe just the original run, because uh, this feels this is supposed to be like a a uh, sequel or epilogue of sorts to that original run. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the last Ronin, Michael. Um, I liked it. I, I did. I, I did. I did like it at the end. Um, I, again, I was I was definitely mixed as I was going on. But I'm going to say by, by the end of it, I liked it. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh... I was pretty lukewarm on it. Like I, I just, I don't think there was any way it was going to live up to the hype that I've heard about since it came out. Yeah, this is a very. This, I mean, I, I was aware of this comic uh, for a long time, and it's like, it's like the one Hur- turtles thing I'm aware, like turtles comics I'm specifically aware of. Uh, right. And I am glad I read it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh yeah, read for it. sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it will not be the last gritty um, take on childhood property that we will be reading this reading these in the next few months. <laughs> uh, we have another, another one lined up. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, uh, not the next episode, but coming, coming, coming in the near future. Uh, it 
it definitely has me interested to see where this next part goes that releases in February. Like, I will probably end up checking that out, whether we uh-huh. cover it or not. Yeah, maybe 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 we can cover it when it fin- when it finishes up too, or um, yeah. we'll, we'll Hopefully see. Hopefully, it take a year and a half. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm also I'm I am actually very interested in the video game now. I would say I think mm-hmm. I think I, I think this could make a very good video game. Um, if they if it's done well, hopefully uh, yeah. Hopefully the devs do it justice. Like, yeah, I mean you've already got you've got immediately four different fighting styles to swap between. It's an easy video game thing right there. Yeah, um, right. You've got Give each uh, one their own skill tree. Yep, you've got a uh, different. Uh, you've got foot clan soldiers to fight on the ground in different districts of the city. You could you could use, and then it all all culminates with a with like a Breath of the Wild style assault on Hiroto Tower or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, yeah, we should just make video game. Also, oh, didn't talk <laughs> didn't didn't talk about the part where Mikey almost committed seppuku. Oh yeah, there was <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, because <laughs> he failed because he failed the first assault and almost took his own life uh, for for the sake of honor. Um, and well, passing out just before he does it, and that's yeah. when Casey comes across him. Yeah, a lot of talk about honor, and uh, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the last Ronin. What are we doing next time, Michael? Oh, oh, sorry, do you, have any, do you have any more thoughts before? I should, I should ask you that. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the more more pertinent thing to ask. <laughs> no, I think we covered it pretty well. It's, whenever we finish an episode, I always think of something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have talked about that, but nothing's coming to mind right offhand. Yeah. All right, Michael, what are we doing next? Uh, we're taking a different approach to the character spotlight, and we're taking a look at a short-lived comic publisher i guess Uh, yeah i guess publication publication yeah there you go yeah Uh, yeah uh, we're gonna talk about h1 comics that uh they well i was gonna say the years and all that stuff but we'll just get into that next time yeah it's uh they did what was the ignition was that the thing yeah ignition yeah had a a comic and free comic book day several years ago that i read i'm like wow this is really good i want to read more of it and then they kind of went poo poo shortly after so yeah, we're gonna see what information we can find, and hopefully fill an entire episode. With yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we're trying new. We're trying some new stuff. Uh, yeah, like trying to get away said. from DC and Marvel a little bit. Yeah, um, it's funny. Uh, while while we're getting ready for this earlier, I was like, oh man, I was thinking of a, a DC comic popped in my head or Marvel one. I'm like, oh yeah, well, can I read that? It's like, oh, we can't do that yet. We gotta, <laughs> get, gotta just uh, we do have a humongous list of those comics that we can get. Oh yeah, cool. totally. Yeah. Yeah, probably got to read like, Batman at some point, you know, I feel like we could probably. Uh, do yeah, yeah, probably do Batman. Yeah, but, I'm uh, thinking I'm thinking Hush, uh, which would be our first one. But uh, I have not read Hush. I guess teaser for possible future things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched the yeah. movie. It wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, so, yep, that's, uh, that's, that's the last Ronin. We'll get to H1 Comics and then we'll continue our journey through um more shit more shit we've never read before neither <laughs> neither of us have much experience with uh in these coming months um uh february is probably gonna be a little different too yeah february is a well we have a few things planned for that and we'll talk yeah we'll talk about that in the next at the end of the next episode um and and also uh the week after you're listening to this uh summer school debuts are buffy the vampire slayer podcast um, yeah yeah, so looking as we can, we'll be covering the first two episodes of Buffy. 
uh, I show as I as I guide my three um, my three students uh, of <laughs> yeah, as I as I the, the sensei of Slay guide my students through <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, see, it's fitting for this episode too to say that you know. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Till next time. Later. Bye.